Welcome to the Blur and Blend Marketing Podcast. Hear how marketing professionals worldwide are navigating in the blur of today's challenging consumer marketplace as they blend new age strategies and partnerships that create marketing success. Here's your host for the B&B, marketing professional and global educator, Hi, everyone, Rubin. and welcome to Blur and Blend Marketing. Today, I have a guest that I've known for quite a while, and we met in business. And when I met her, she was working and putting so many different ideas together and working with a network, and she was so easy to connect with that I've kept her in my network all those years. Like, gosh, I'll have to ask her. It was like maybe 10 years ago. I'm not even sure. But uh, we've known her uh, a long time, and I want to introduce all of the people in my network who uh, have guiding stories. So I'm going to welcome her soon to Blur and Blend Marketing. And that's where I try to use my network to give value to listeners through the guiding stories that people have about their career, about how they've used communication, marketing, branding, even PR, all sorts of things do come up. And they come up because I take you on a journey. I ask my guests to be the driver. I ask the guests to get behind the wheel, to look in her rearview mirror, tell us where she's been. What is she doing now and what's happening in the future? So we take that. And at the end, I usually ask my guests what color is her favorite color. And that usually winds up becoming a car. I've had last podcast, if you listen, we were in a we were in a white two-seater at the end. <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening and welcome. And I want to welcome Catherine Moose to our show. And thank you for coming and being with us today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so let's just see something. It's a long time, right? I remember we had met on, I had a product that I was advancing and you had a product and it's got to be eight, nine years ago. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I think that's, uh, that's probably pretty accurate. Isn't that great? <laughs> you know, so it's great yeah. for me to to welcome you in this way. So again, knowing that uh, Catherine's going to take us in a, on a drive, uh, she's going to tell us about herself. As you already know, I've kind of given away the fact that she's in the product industry. She's interesting product, which we'll learn. If you haven't read the show notes, you'll learn more about in the show notes and she'll share that with you. And when I met her, uh, she was in the the sort of beverage industry, but it was a, a niche beverage. And now she's still in that industry with another idea. Uh, so my product was a bit different and we had the opportunity to, to blend, as I say in the podcast, to blend our resources and to see how we could benefit each other. So Catherine, let's get into whatever color car this ones up being. Let's put you behind the wheel. First thing I like my guests to do is adjust the rear view mirror. And as you do, you look behind yourself and, and what do you see that uh, could be a guiding story, anything that you feel you want to share with our listeners about marketing, about yourself um, as a brand yourself, uh, communication, what was be what's behind you? Yeah, sure. So I've been in the food and beverage space for a number of years, as Trish mentioned, um, you know, I, my first entrepreneurial endeavor was in the beverage space. We created a functional water. Um, and the concept behind that water was called Vrew and it was marketed actually towards females. So my background to kind of jump back into how we even came up with this idea is I was an athlete. Um, I have been an athlete my whole life, played sports growing up, played soccer and hockey, um, at Brown University all four years and then went on and played soccer professionally over in Iceland. And so athletics has always been, you know, a strong point in my life and supporting that is um, in uh, kind of a, a really noticing the value that nutrition has had on the impact of both most, um, not only my athletic career, but also, you know, just in day-to-day -day functioning. And with Rue, we saw this opportunity where we could create a functional water, had antioxidants and electrolytes, micronutrients, and formulated it in a way that was a little bit more specific to the female athlete. We felt that the industry was very heavily dominated on male athletes. So if you think about Gatorade and Powerade and how they're formulated, but also how they're marketed, it's very male dominant and male driven. And so we felt there was an opportunity to create a product that was actually still ended up being for both men and females. We ended up selling it to the New York Rangers and a bunch of other professional athletes and teams. 
Um, you know, so it definitely served that male athlete too, but I think recognizing and have a more, more of an approachable, um, marketing standpoint, as well as like backing it up with the science with how we formulated it, um, really served us well. Um, and allowed us to also have this lifestyle feeling that, um, you didn't necessarily have to be just an athlete to consume it. Um, it was something that really helped just people stay hydrated, stay functioning, um, and felt good drinking it. Um, yeah, yeah, so I'm thinking about how, when I met you too, just in terms of marketing, you were, you were in gyms, you were in places where people were gathering and, you know, think about what's going on today. And if you're trying to do that, that's a challenge to marketers today, what the old rules were, how we can't apply them anymore. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and we wanted to be in front of our consumer where they were throughout their day. So we wanted to be in the grocery store or in those kind of health food shops when they're picking up uh, their, their needs for the day. But we also, also wanted to be at the gyms, you know, so we were sold in equinoxes and other uh, gyms like that. And, um, you know, wanted to make sure that at every touch point we were there for them. Um, and I think that really helped kind of build brand awareness uh, as well as just kind of help people, understand how to use products oftentimes especially with functional products people don't know when or how to use them um, and if they can kind of be led to the wealth so to speak um, it really helps put them in that positioning of oh this is when i should be using it or this is you know the right time for me um, to utilize it yeah the idea of a, f- a functional product too i think for people who listen to this i just give them a, you've given them that sense of the the challenge in that you know and you really have to be more mindful as your consumer mm-hmm. to understand how to get the benefit from of the functional product yeah um, and and that is kind of a you have to be a lot smarter i imagine as a marketer when you're doing that yeah absolutely um, yeah, definitely. And, and actually, while we were developing and running Vrew, um, we sold it throughout Whole Foods Market, where, you know, one of the, our biggest marketing initiatives was sampling, um, you know, for a product that people need to taste, um, getting it into their mouths, getting them to be able to taste it, to understand and be able to have a one on one conversation with consumers to educate them on the product was really beneficial and something that, you know, we've taken very, um, you know, we've taken very seriously and something we've implemented throughout my additional uh, companies that I've started too. So um, Whole Foods Market was definitely a, a great uh, trial place that we utilized. And and it's interesting because I was recently, I just happened to get a big bottle of, it was Fiji water. Someone gave me, not, a, you know, specifically a that's a brand for me, but there was this, this whole story about, you know, why that's so different. And it just reminded me of how competitive the market is, especially beverage and food and how having that story is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm thanking you because you're giving us the connection of the the story of how it comes about. And I, I was interested too in this the comment about it starts out as a woman's product and then somehow, you know, it may go to men are going to get it. And well, how are they, is that a word of mouth piece? Were there things that surprised you, let's say, about how that marketing went with Rue? Yeah. I mean, I think what we realized was that being a product for everyone, I mean, being a product for everyone, meaning both men and female, allowed you to, you know, merchandise and, and sell in places that um, made sense for for everyone. Um, but I do think, you know, I don't necessarily think you need to or you should create a product that's for everyone. You should be very specific and targeted with who you want to consume that. Um, and so, you know, making sure that you're very focused and, and specific about how you're going to reach those people. Um, and how can you reach those people with, at the cheapest cost? So at that time, um, you know, doing those demos was, you know, I was standing in the Whole Foods pouring samples for people as they walked by. And yet my time was was valuable, but, you know, it was essentially free for me to stand, <laughs> me to stand there right. and, and educate and market to people. Um, and wow. so that, yeah, so that was really uh, beneficial. It's just reminding me always when you talk to people who have been entrepreneurial, just 
what you do because you believe so much in your product and and you'll do anything stand in stand up for hours and hours just to Mm -hmm. give people the opportunity to experience it so I, i i'm glad that you said that and i really like hearing that piece about you know looking at that market and you're not selling for everyone which people really think about all the time and i'm always thinking about um seth godin's like the smallest viable market you know you just start with that get as tight as you can. So these are all good points for any listener who's entrepreneurial um, or a student. And thanks so much. So I like the drive so far. We're we're doing really well. (laughs) So we moved down the road a bit. And now we're looking, I think, maybe some insights about what's going on today, about the product that now has your attention today. Um, Tell us maybe what happened with Vrew. and how you you know are in this part of your life, and you certainly have a lot of lessons that you learned that you apply in the here and now. I'm sure from your experiences before. So what's what's going on? What are we seeing now at uh, when we look out the window in the here and now? Yeah. So when we built Vru, we envisioned it as a kind of a platform brand that allowed us to go in, into different areas. Um, one area that we saw an opportunity in was plant based protein, and we the opportunity that we saw there was really came down from from our network. So because me and my co-founder, actually my husband as well, he was a professional athlete. He played football in college and played in the NFL for a couple of years. And so we had a lot of friends and and contacts at the professional level and started seeing a lot of the guys um, and female athletes as well starting to transition over to plant-based diets. Um, or at least plant-based proteins, supplementing it with some of their other traditional whey and dairy-based proteins that athletes are sort of told that they need to build muscle and, to, and for recovery. And in fact, that's not necessarily the case. Um, what we realize is um, plant-based protein is a lot easier for you to digest. And so um, it allows your body to recover a lot faster. Whereas with dairy or whey, when you're when you consume that type of of a product, it's actually kind of your, your body has this response, this inflammatory fighting response because it's a foreign object that's coming into your body. And so it's, it works harder to, in order to, to digest those types of foods, taking away from them, helping the recovery of your actual body. Um, So, you know, long way of saying that we saw this sort of happening at the elite level and also knew that kind of plant-based was starting to become a thing. And this, again, was probably eight years ago um, when, you know, plant-based was certainly there, but it isn't necessarily what it was today. And that was sort of the insight that we had. Um, and from a distribution standpoint, you know, tying in Vru and Owen is the the name of the um, brand that we ended up launching, which stands for Only What You Need. And I can kind of get into the the name um, and how that helps our marketing case. Um, But the industry that what we learned from the beverage industry was, you know, the industry dynamics between and how to get distribution. And so for Rue, we knew we were coming up against the Gatorades and Powerades, which we ended up realizing meant you needed massive, massive tens of plus hundreds of millions of dollars really in marketing dollars to be able to support that. So we knew we had a big uh, hill to climb there. And whereas the plant-based protein, it was kind of an open door. Um, a lot of the distributors and trucks that we'd be getting into, and even retailers for that matter, didn't have a ready-to-go plant-based product on their mm-hmm. shelves. And so we, we knew we had a kind of a, a first mover's advantage there if we moved quickly. And so what we ended up doing was we continued to run Brew, but we were raising money for Owen and ended up selling the assets of Vru and then taking investment money for Vru, uh, for Owen um, to, help, to help scale and launch it very quickly, um, which kind of has really served us well because it allowed us to get that distribution that we really wanted in those key er- areas that I had mentioned that helped Vru from the onset, which, you know, right. Whole Foods Market and Vitamin Shop was our first national account. Um and then the the one interesting thing about indifference between Owen and Vru was that we really um, we actually launched the business online to start, and we launched it online through our own website to allow us to learn a little bit about the customer and consumer and and how they were consuming it as well. 
it's one thing for us to, you know, think like, oh, this is great for after workout, which it is. Um, but it's also we found that people were using it for breakfast as they were running out the door because they were late, you know, to work or they're late to dropping their kids I off have, at work. That have been that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the value of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it helped us in, in that too. And um going forward, online has has been a big part of the the business for Owen. And so um, there's a difference in in the way that you market digitally native brands and then ones that are specifically only in retail. Um, we have a you know a majority of our business for Owen is retail based, but um, fortunately, online has always been a big priority for us, and that has served us well during this COVID time, especially yeah. in the beginning when uh, retail you know came to a, a halt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I, I think those insights are, are great. The, I, I love the fact that you, you, you had a, such a developed a relationship with uh, in the places where you wanted to go for the four P's, you know, your placement was right there. You know, people knew you, they had worked with you with Rue and, um, you know, you had big, um, you know, big clients, big buyers that you could supply to. Um, and I think that's great in, in understanding too, this idea of the first mover or the blue ocean or whatever it is that you were able to identify that knowing that you had a great niche product for, uh, in Vrew, but like you say, you have to be a beast with a, bar, a budget uh, to go against a Gatorade and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so if, how does it feel right now that, that about those decisions? Good. How do you feel like just entrepreneurially? Do you go, yay? And- yeah, no, it's exciting. I mean, it's still humbling to kind of go into whether it's Whole Foods. Owen is now distributed in everywhere from Whole Foods to Target to Costco, Walgreens. To Walmart, yeah, like, Walgreens. Yeah, like, so it's, Walgreens. it has some really great distribution. And I commend our team for being able to get us to where we are today. Um, we definitely wouldn't be there without them. And, um, you know, it's great. It's, it's really a humbling. I mean, we still, you know, we're not at the top of the peak yet, so we still have some more battles to climb, but, um, you know, it's, it's really exciting to kind of see what's developed. And I think, you know, from the onset, one thing that we learned from, from Vru, um, that we really were able to implement with Owen very nicely was, you know, the meaning of the brand that I think plays into, how you end up marketing your product. And for us, we chose the name Owen, which stands for only what you need. Um, and a name could have can have you know, a significant impact on kind of giving you that first leg of marketing. Um, you know, we wanted to first make sure it was ownable so that when people thought of Owen, you know, they immediately think about our plant-based pro- product. And there definitely wasn't anything similar to that on the market at the time. Um, and we also wanted something that that has a story. So for with Owen, there's a little bit of discovery involved, and if done proper, properly, properly, um, you know, the name can be the north star of the brand. Um, so I, I think that really kind of helped us. It, it continues to be sort of our mantra and sums up our brand and delivers what our core customers really want. Um, and from there, it's kind of was in, incumbent on us to really bring that vision to life. Um, and our customers to bring that to life, you know, across all touch touch points of the brand. Oh, thank you for that. I love that, you know, the idea of that being the North Star. And so many people try to make that happen and they miss, they can't. And they then, but this really, I think it applies. I was smiling though. I was watching a, a commercial for the, what was it? State Farm or something now who, and they say, we, you only, we only give you uh, the the policy only what you need and I'm like wait a minute <laughs> come, on. Yeah. come on I've heard that one before right it did for it brought me it brought you to mind and I'm headed for Walmart later we're gonna have there big snowstorm go. here so I I will be I will be grabbing mine <laughs> I do you know I was now that I moved up we were you know, we had a little bit of a glitch to get started and I do have product in my refrigerator. Although you can't see us, I was going to show my friend. I do have <laughs> chocolate, which I love. Nice. Uh, the taste is great. So I will help you market that too. Just saying it's delicious. Um, well, I mean, to, to that point quickly is like yeah. plant-based oh, proteins. Right? Had, yeah, well, plant-based proteins have always had a big kind of knock against them for not tasting good. 
Right. And so in the beginning, when we were like, oh, we're coming out with plant-based protein drink, people were like, hmm, that sounds terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we wanted to make sure there was no compromise for the consumer. And of course, we had to kind of convince them of that. Um, but you know, I think we accomplished it. But it, it's um, that was definitely one thing that we had to kind of educate people that like plant-based is one is that it is actually good for you and if not better than um, the way in the dairy proteins um, but it also can taste delicious so must have led to some nice engagements when you were sampling that you know when people yeah. going maybe I'm not sure oh wait yeah. I like this yeah <laughs> so this is great and I love the insights but as we move toward closing the journey I, I think about talking with uh, my friend about the future. And one thing that I learned when I reached out to her a couple of weeks ago to do the podcast was that she had had like a real change too in her future and her orientation. And she's she's she has not allowed this business to consume her to the point where she's lost touch with her love of outdoors and sport too. So I'm happy that that's worked for her. So if you look a little ahead in, in your yeah, windshield, what do you see? What, what are you looking at? <laughs> I know what yeah. you're looking at. You're looking at a lot of sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I'm currently in Montana uh, in big sky and we're getting lots of snow, which is, is quite welcome. Um, but yeah, looking ahead, um, we have some exciting developments for Owen. You know, we've recently launched a 35 gram protein um, option and we have some bigger kind of rollouts into some key strategic accounts coming on this year. And so we're really focusing on uh, developing and, and growing our existing uh, product base into the stores that we're at, you know, really helping with uh, sell through and expanding into those key accounts um, and areas that we feel will be will be helpful and just continue to drive home the message of Owen and what we stand for. Um, you know, I think only what you need sums up, as I mentioned, sort of like who, how we develop our product. Um, you know, that really just allows p- consumers to to understand what that means. And one thing that I actually didn't touch on yet, but Owen is a, a free of the top eight allergens. And so we do a very thorough testing of all top eight al- al- allergies to make sure that there's no cross-contamination. And we do that, you know, before we even go to production, during production, then afterwards. Um, that has really allowed us to open up to a new consumer base and and gain the trust of consumers, whether or not you have mm. a severe peanut allergy or whether it's just an intolerance right. to gluten. Um, you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've gotten some really good insights from mm. even consumer surveys that we've done ourselves um, with mm-hmm. our customers. That's like, why are they drinking Owen? Why are they coming back to us? And why, you know, why are they choosing, um, you know, to come back again and again? And one of the main reasons that we found was because of how we, promote and stand by the guidelines and um, of testing our product to make sure that it is clean. Um, So that thing, that's one very important part and in a way to touch a consumer base in a, in a way that doesn't necessarily take a lot of marketing dollars per se, because when you have Mm -hmm. a food allergy, especially those that are very severe, let's say it's a family of four. If one person has that food allergy, all four of those people are consuming the same way. And so it really has a big impact and um, something that we feel lucky and fortunate to have touched some people's lives in that way. Yeah, it seems like such a good way to to continue to be purpose-driven in so many ways and really bringing that story um, to light, to new audiences, to moms and, you know, to, to just, I mean, to the the story of, of that, what you just said too, you know, I never thought about that, you know, you're consuming for a family of four and that one person, yeah, you're all going to have to um, have that transformation together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so your product makes it easy. I, mean, I, I haven't seen this, you know, uh, with a 10 year old or an eight year old, but I'm sure they would love this as much as I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah I, I definitely, I love that story. So, um, yeah, I, I like. I, I want to thank you to using bringing the idea of the functional product, and then you know that's kind of where we started. And now you know the real looking at the future, really developing that in new ways, and 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 that whole idea of of trying to 
um, give that consumer exactly what they need. And that includes their understanding of what they're getting. Yeah. So uh, that's, I'm excited for you and uh, I'm thanking you for the journey. So my last question I ask my guests is, you know, when you think about what color just soothes you, makes you happy, uh, just give us your favorite color as a way of looking (laughs) into Catherine. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a funny question because, you know, it's a, it's not an uncommon question and one that I have always had the same answer since when I was little and it's always been red, but it's funny to me because I don't like own very much. Like I don't own red clothes. I don't like, I don't wear red lipstick. I don't, it's it's just like, (laughs) yeah, it's just funny. Like, I don't know why I, that's always been my answer and I've always drawn towards it. Um, But like if, you know, if you're playing a board game and you get to choose a color of like, which color is your piece, I'd always choose red. Um, Yeah, I don't have a red car, unfortunately, so we're not going to be a red, red car, car today. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd have to go There's with red. Power. There's the power. There's power. and power. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We were laughing because as as Catherine is telling me that, I'm showing her my red fingernail polish. <laughs> red is my color, but yeah, I kind of I kind of use that my iPhone charger around my iPhone is red, so mm-hmm. we have that in common. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to thank you so much. I see myself uh, uh, in this reconnection, which really feels good. So I'm so happy to see you. I'm happy to know that things are going well, that you're out in Montana. Oh my gosh, living out of, and that's the idea of out of, you know, what happened in New York and ha- living in New York and then having the opportunity because we can work so much um, in that remote way and still be our best at what we do. Uh, it's great. It's you look great. My viewers can't see you, but uh, when when you, I'm going to grab Catherine for a lecture too. So you, some of you may be hearing this as the as the setup for the case. <laughs> so uh, you'll get the chance to actually meet her. But uh, we can see your social media profile with. Uh, with the products on Instagram, we can see those uh, on what other places can we can see the story? Yeah. So the website's liveowen.com. Okay. Um, Instagram, you can find us at liveowen as well. Um, so yeah, that will be in the, that'll be in the show notes for sure. And, and um, any promotion, which we will do, we'll certainly include that. And I want to say thank you. It's been a lovely conversation, a great ride. And we're getting snow here too. (laughs) I know it's, we've had with all of that's going on and what something like 20 States are experiencing this, this weather. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. We're up again. And it's been interesting because as you know, you lived in New York over the last years, we didn't get much. And now we're, we're seeing it, you know, keep sending it, keep sending it. Thank good. you so much, Catherine. It's really a pleasure uh, to be with you. And I want to thank my listeners and um, look forward to hearing um, some of your responses in my classes when you hear this after I assign it. And then for others, if you need uh, any further information, getting in touch with Catherine, I'm happy to help you as well. So on that note, we'll see you again, Blur and Blend Marketing. And I wish you a great day wherever you are. I always say, see you on the digital road.